Hello, this is Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 76 of Gaming with Grief. And this episode I'm calling Insert Scary Movie Part 2, uh, because I'm doing we're doing another scary movie review. Uh, but first, let me get to the intro. So this podcast will hit my website, www.gamingwithgrief.com. Uh, at Monday morning at 7 a.m. Go there, leave a comment, let me know what you think of the podcast, um, and or and or go to um, you know iTunes. I'm there on iTunes. It's the Game Review Podcast with Joseph Carlson. Go there, leave me a comment, like, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. Or if you want to drop me a line, go there, go to gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. Uh, drop me a line, let me know what you think of the show. If you want me to read it on the air, I will. If not, no big deal, I won't do that. So, yeah, I'm calling this uh, episode Insert Scary Movie Here uh, Part 2 because we're doing another scary movie review. Uh, strangely enough, we watched two movies kind of back-to-back. Uh, my wife is here. Say hello. Hello. She's back. I'm back. Uh, she's back. Uh, it's very exciting. Yeah. It's a scary movie season. So we watched the follow-up from writer-director Ari Aster. Uh, he did Midsummer in oh 2019, gosh. the way I can understand. Yes. And, um... Yeah, you had some thoughts about the movie. Uh, I think I enjoyed Hereditary more because, it, to me, it was more of a mystery. But I think I enjoyed the imagery of Midsummer yes. better. Because in it, it's a scary movie in the sunshine. Yes. So it's not dark like that. It's dark... You know, under the surface of all the characters. Right. Uh, And, you know, it's so weird. I don't... (laughs) I don't know what it is, but I think if you look... Well, we'll do do a plot synopsis um, really quickly. Um, So basically, again, spoiler warnings. Go watch Midsummer. It's actually... I forgot to say this last time, but both of them are on Amazon Prime. Hereditary and Midsummer. Yes. They're both on Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. So go there. uh, You know, uh, watch them. Free to watch for yeah, Prime Yeah, free to watch members. for Prime members. We didn't rent it. Um, and that was cool. It was good. I, I heard so many good things about both these films. I, I was glad I got to sit down and watch uh, both films. So a quick plot synopsis. Uh, Danny, the main character, she's 20-something, college student. Seems like graduate studies. Um, trying to get a hold of her sister in the very beginning. Can't. Her sister left her a very cryptic email. Um... You kind of get introduced to her boyfriend. They're estranged. Uh, His friends, they cut to his friends in a bar. They're telling him to ditch her, that she's, you know, not cool or whatever, basically, that she's sucking the life out of him. There's a lot of phrases used that he should basically Yes, so you should, yeah. You should ditch her. Uh, Cut to her finding out that her parents were involved in a terrible murder-slash-suicide, that her sister hooked up a garden hose to the car from the garage put uh taped all the um doors shut put a hose up to the parents room piped in fumes then she had another pipe going from the uh tailpipe to her mouth which was really bizarre that i mean obviously the other stuff is bizarre but yeah. that part made me question a lot right. of stuff and i wanted more background on that yeah and it with hereditary the death of the, the 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 death of the grandmother directly led to the events of the movie so by her dying that set everything up to happen with with you know i'm i'm not gonna well i guess we already spoiled it but uh 
it basically set up the action for the rest of the movie to take place. And it seemed like this was there to show that someone died. Uh, and I already got the feeling from those first scenes that Danny was already kind of in a bad place. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she was concerned for her sister and her family. She tried to call them and say, hey, I think my sister, you know, your daughter isn't doing well. Please check on her. She has calls with her boyfriend that you could tell he's kind of checked out, not really paying attention. And she's really trying to connect with him. Uh, she kind of begs him to come over. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it was these scenes where you're like, well, she emotionally isn't really in a good place. Um, but you see them uh, being taken away by the fire department, basically, after the parents have died and the daughter has died, the mm-hmm. sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we cut to some of Danny's boyfriend, Christian. His friends are going to uh, Pele, which I think is the actor's name. I don't know if it's... Actually, no, I think it's a character's name. Pele is a student from Sweden, and he's with the group. They're all anthropology majors. They have decided to go to his hometown uh, to study an ancient midsummer festival. And they said it was. He said it was going to be a unique festival because because of the solstice. This happens only once every ninety five years or something. Um, from the jump, uh, that is suspect. I think we've all seen enough movies. Where yes. someone says, hey, we're just going to go to this cool thing. Yes. And it's out in the middle of nowhere. You immediately, you're like, eh, I don't know if we should do that. Uh, there's some very, and I think, um, again, with Hereditary, there's subtle things in the background you pick up on. I was picking up on a lot more stuff. It seemed very readily available. Like, there is a scene where a girl is kissing a bear uh, on Danny's wall. It's like a painting. Uh, and I thought, wow, that's a re- I, it's a massive painting. That's the thing, the, the thing that stuck out with me. We'll talk about that later. But you're just like, well, that's got to pay off later. She There's has a- some bizarre paintings. Right, some bizarre art wall. on her walls. And then one thing that I noticed was, I don't know if all the students shared an apartment, but it, Pele was talking to Danny, and they did like just them looking at each other talking. When you, across the wall, there was like an animal skull on the top of the wall, and you see like a Christmas tree of paper, and they look like airline tickets. So they seem like sacrifices. Like maybe these are the people that have taken Pele, that Pele has taken to this festival, and maybe they didn't make it. Uh, there's a lot of people there. But there's no cell phone service. A lot of these people are probably exchange students. It's, I think that's one thing in horror movies that's starting to bother me is the murder. There's never, there's never like, hey, remember those 17 people that died at that cabin? Should we look into that? Oh, no, man, case closed. It could be that the officers don't want to go up there and invoke the ancient evil, serial killer, uh, demented family, mm-hmm. whatever the MacGuffin is. Maybe even yep. the cops are like, I don't want a part of that. I don't want to. I got kids. I don't want to have part of this. Yeah, because they know it's messed up. Yeah. Um, long story short, they all decide to go to this festival. Uh, Danny is having panic attacks because mm-hmm. she's not going to therapy and not doing anything about her grief. I was a little let down in the scene because she does break down after she finds out her parents dies, but it really mimics the scene in Hereditary where Tony Collette was on the floor crying. Yeah. Now Danny's on the couch crying and her boyfriend's holding her, and she's really wailing, which is uh, totally commendable that someone's like, hey, people cry. They break down like when yeah. people die. Um, but uh, – it was a very mimicked shot, so I don't think it was as powerful as Hereditary. Well, plus it was right after you saw Hereditary. Right, we saw like two days later. Yeah. So that could be it, but I, I think even like the the movies came out like a year apart, so 
Yeah. Anyway, so they go to this festival. Um, there's a lot of drugs. That's another cliche in movies that I'm kind of getting sick of. Like, people can't just be like, no, man, I'm good. You got a Frisbee or something? We could throw that around and, like, loosen up a bit. Like, uh, Yeah, that's true. Maybe some coffee. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I'm just enjoying... I'm in a foreign country, and it's beautiful in this field. Uh, it seems like in a lot of movies, they're like, hey, you want to do some drugs? And I can just see most people just being like, no, I'm good. I'm just, well, is... but then always the characters in the films um, always give in to peer pressure. Always. There's never one guy that's like, I'm good, bro. It makes or you, woman. Yeah, whoever. It one makes character you think in the movie. of what, what you would be doing during this horror film. Right. So they get to this incredibly beautiful, picturesque, Swedish countryside, uh, big field with flowers. They run into other people that are going to this event that are from the commune. Uh, Pele is very open about, yeah, we're, it's a commune. We're all a community. Um, they meet... Um, some foreign exchange students. I think some of them are British. Everybody does drugs. They Everybody. do mushrooms. Uh, they do mushrooms tea. It, uh, it's like it's all... And then there's some uh, psychedelic stuff they take as part of a sap of a tree or something mm, like that's that. That's later, yeah. They do like bee pollen stuff. Yeah, bee pollen. There's just a lot of drugs. And I, I, I think it's one thing in movies where... It was very heavy on that. Yeah, which I don't have a problem with. <laughs> I don't have a problem with people doing drugs in movies. Um, but, uh, sorry, our dog is freaking out. Um, I don't have a problem with drugs uh, in movies. It just seems like it's a crutch for people to be like, oh, to experience something uh, crazy, we got to get them to do the drugs. And we got to get them to do the drugs a lot. And I think that kind of breaks down towards the end of the movie, but we'll talk about that. Um so they go to this event and they actually have to walk into this area. They hike in with backpacks and it's very beautiful and they talk and Pele gives you more background. You know, he says, hey, this is something that happens every year, but this year is special because of the solstice or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then um, the moment they get out of the clearing and they go into this commune, there's a massive wooden archway that looks like the rays of the sun. Uh, and I immediately when they walked out of there, I was like, well, they're all going to die because it, Again, it is beautiful that it's happening in the daylight, and horror movies don't do that. But the moment you see that, it's shot in a way where you're like, well, they're, they're all going, they're literal going to be slaughtered, all these people. Um, but it is very beautiful. There's men and women in white outfits. They're wearing flower headdresses. They're singing. They're dancing. They welcome all the people. How are you doing? Oh, I'm so glad you're here. This is, you know, something we, you know, do every year. Uh, Pele hugs the probably the one of the main people there not the main people but they talk the guy says you know my english is not good but he tells them about what's going on he says we're gonna eat um and then they just start uh looking around and they see a bear in a cage and someone says what is that and one of the guys goes what's well, just a bear in a cage which i really like the idea of like yeah eh, whatever um you could tell that one of the members of the group you know they basically fall into the archetypes one of them is really dumb he uh, is really stupid He's the annoying friend. And that actor, I feel bad. He's a good actor. But I've seen him being the annoying friend a lot. Mm-hmm. But I kind of understand that actors have to work. So he probably gets a script. He's like, yeah, I guess I'll be another annoying friend. Um, as long as yeah. it pays well and I can put it on my CV. Mm-hmm. And I can get more work, um, I guess, being an annoying friend. He's very dumb. He does drugs. Everybody does drugs. They come. They Everybody. do drugs again. Uh, I think they do drugs again. Uh, they have dinner. Uh, everybody's very nice. Um, they see a tapestry kind of in the field when they're uh, looking around. 
of this weird ancient ceremony where it shows a woman cut her pubic hair off, put it in a drink, some of her menstrual blood maybe, and then it shows in this tapestry this guy uh, becoming dizzy with love and uh, falling in love um, and then marrying the person and giving them a baby. Um, Not subtle at all. Now, I do want to add that this big tapestry with all of these bizarre things is in the main place where they're all sleeping. It's all over the walls. Right. There's nobody a says well. That anything. tapestry is outside, but there is paintings on the wall. Yeah, but nobody says. A thing. Nobody's like, "This is really." Are you sure? And they're I like, think "Oh, that's the main thing." I it's would traditional, see. and you're like, "Is it really that traditional?" I mean, you don't think somebody would have painted over of this or something, or you know what I mean? Like, it's very crazy and weird. Um, and then they kind of have dinner, and everybody's really nice. Uh, they do. They have an opening ceremony. They welcome people. Uh, they say, you know, they say in English, you know, they say in Swedish something, and they say in English something. Hey, thank you for coming. Uh, they bless the whatever. Then does everybody do drugs again? I don't remember. I anyway, want to say yes. They have dinner. Yeah, they have dinner. Uh, then they say there'll be a ceremony in the evening, and you there's a big yellow house that looks like just a big yellow roof but it's a barn and someone says what is that and they go oh it's a church don't worry about it it's, it kind of looks like a barn tp yes thing. and it's in the middle of a field yes uh and they said oh don't worry about it. that's a church you know we don't have to go there so of course being a horror movie nobody says ah that's weird um long story short uh they have a ceremony where they bring two people out of the church. They're in different gowns than everybody else. It's an old man and an old woman. Um, and they, uh, they're eating a meal. Uh, before this happened, Pele explains to people that there's a cycle of life. It has to do with every season. So um, he breaks the years down, which I don't remember the breakdown. Uh, but he gets to 72 and he says, well, that's the end. Or 76, he says, that's the end. So he goes, what happens when someone gets 76? And he makes a joke and does the cutting the throat motion. Which nobody says anything. Which, again, would be like, no, no, go back to the death. What does that mean? Well, that comes into play because these people eat very slowly. They look very sad. They eat their meal. Everybody follows their lead. They wait for them. They wait for these elders to eat. Then people eat. They wait for them to drink. Then the people drink. Um, And then they take the elders to a rock face. And they go on top of a big cliff with the rune. And they jump off. They just jump off and kill themselves. They smash their heads on this rock down below. Uh, the woman makes it and dies. The man fails and lives. And so someone comes over with a massive mallet and beats him in the head till he dies. Um, and everybody behind them is wailing and moaning. When he lives, he starts moaning and everybody else mimics his moan, which I thought was like this. Like I told my wife, like I've seen funerals and things where it's like this big communal thing of releasing of... Uh, emotion so they're kind of like feeling this emotion uh with um you know with the group of course the uh college students and the foreign travelers the two brits definitely have a problem with seeing two people just kill themselves in front of everybody normal Uh, reaction a normal reaction would be like why are these people um one of the students uh says you know i want to study these people you know it's really messed up what happened but this is their way i want to study them i'm doing this for a grad final uh, which seems not advisable. No. Um, long story short, uh, Christian, Danny's boyfriend, is a leech. He really is like not yeah. a good person. No. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to study stuff too because he gets in a fight with his friend because his friend's like, you know what this meant to me? You're just piggybacking on my work. Which like, he is. Which he is. And like, you know, you can't just get interested in this and walk away. 
kind of like you do everything else in life, which is just how he treats Danny. You know, he doesn't really respect her or talk to her. You can tell they're not really in love. Um, Danny keeps having more panic attacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, two of the, the British travelers have a problem with what's been going on. And uh, they leave. Or so we, or, or so it seems they've been killed. It's pretty evident that they've been They off. sure are. Yeah, we find them later, but it's been very evident that they've been killed. Uh, because they're just like, this messed up. Yes. Um, so they get killed off screen. So, um, long story short, they're having these ceremonies. Danny's having more panic but there's actually this great scene in the middle where she doesn't understand what's going on. She doesn't like what's going on. And she's crying in the main house where everybody sleeps. And Pele talks to her and says, I know what you're going through. My parents died as well in a fire. But he said, I've been with these this commune since I was young. And he said, they have held me and treated me like a family. And he said, do you feel held? You know. And he's holding her hand. It's somewhat romantic, but he doesn't try to kiss her or anything. I really like that. I like that he doesn't try to make a move. And it's really effective speech where he just says... You know, do you when when does Christian make you feel like family? Does he make you feel? And like you believe you, what he's saying, right? And it is like a cult mentality of like, do you believe this? But I like the idea of just telling her like, hey, you know, I feel like I belong here. You know, do you? And I guess if you take the cult things out of it, it is a good speech. It is the idea of like being, you know, it's okay to cry here. It's okay to whatever. These my parents died. These people gave me a hug. It's it, this is what it's supposed to be. She needs that, right? Yeah. And this is what, and, and we agree, this is our way of life. You know, 76 people are done. You know, so, the, the, uh, you know, next year it'll probably be two other people or maybe a couple years. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe there won't, well, there will be, I think, a, we'll get into that later. There probably will be a sacrifice. But, um, so then things get really, really weird. Um, the fool friend of the, 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 the guy who's definitely the idiot of the party pisses uh, they burn the two elders' bodies that jumped off the cliff, and they put their ashes in an old tree, which is symbolic, I guess. And the fool stumbles over there. He took a nap. Of course, he's an idiot, and he missed all this. Um, and he pees on the tree. And, of course, this upsets everybody because that's literally like pissing in someone's open grave. Um, understandable. Yeah, understandable. The people curse at him in Swedish and say, what have you done to my ancestors? You're literally pissing on my, you know, on my relatives. Um and so they go, and this is probably the best death in the, the, the movie because it logistically makes no sense, but the guy's an idiot. So someone literally says, hey, do you want to come see something? And he says, yeah. And he goes off camera, and part of me is like, well, that's dumb. But I thought, well, you know, he's an idiot. So that would work. You could just be like, hey, man, do you want to see this cool thing in the woods? And well, you could, and it was a woman as well. Yeah, and he'd, he'd already slept with another woman there, so... But you could probably be in the Jason mask with the, with the chainsaw going, hey, you want to see something in the woods? And he's like, yeah, man. And he would probably <laughs> go right with you. Yeah, that um, would be the guy. So he's killed. Uh, I mean, pretty evidently. Oh, yeah. Then um, the friend that wants to study them in his earnest, I forget his name, Jack, I think. Is it? Oh, he okay. yeah. earnestly wants to study these people. He starts asking around. They start mm-hmm. telling him about their beliefs. He sees that one of them has a Bible. And the priest says, yeah, this is our Bible. And that boy over there that's in the corner, they show this boy that's horribly uh, disfigured. They said he is a product of incest because we believe that one person born of incest is unclouded. And they will give us the vision of the future. We write in this Bible and they write in this Bible and we try to decipher it and write new text. 
the earnest grad students like, this is amazing. Can I take photos? And they say, no, you cannot take photos of our ancient everything. Uh, go away. So he's like, okay, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for bringing it up. So Horror Movie Logic says that he will try to um, take pictures, which is what he does. And he is killed uh, because he did something that someone told him not to do. What I think is interesting about that scene is the person that is um, uh, the fool or the the kid that is suffering from the uh, that is disfigured from the incest suffering. He is a product of incest. He is wearing the face of the fool from earlier. They they took the kid's face off and the fool or the the prophet is wearing it, which I thought was really interesting. And he yeah. moans, uh, and they take the um, the grad student away. You do not know with what. But the next day they're baking pies. So that's not weird. And you're yeah, thinking, that's not uh, weird at all. What could, yeah. that, what could that be? What could that be? Um, they sit down to eat. They've all been doing drugs, too. They've been handing things. Um, this is getting towards the end of the movie. So yeah. Christian, um, earlier in the film, a redhead uh, put a rune under his bed. It was like a love spell rune. So they're at this dinner now, and Christian is drinking something. And he pulls a hair out of his pie, which someone has, is very astute, immediately recognizes, is that a pubic hair? Um, actually, I think it was the fool. I think he's still alive at this point. He didn't die yet. Maybe Not he died. Yet. Yeah, yeah, he died right, right before. Yeah, the fool dies right after yeah. this. Which is, again, a great scene where they just say, hey, man, do you want to go see something? And he goes, yeah. Which I thought was, um, yeah. So the fool dies. Christian eats his pubic hair. And now he is enthralled to this woman. Not really, uh, but they keep giving him drugs. They really Very heavy drugs. Yeah, they keep hitting yes. that over the head, and he takes it. So you've seen all this weird stuff, and you think, yeah, you know what? I might as well. I mean, I guess you could have that. Well, and he is a piece of crap. Anyway. He is a piece of crap, and so maybe he's he just was been... eyeing some of those women. Right, right. Even though he's so dating, this just Danny. kind of enhances his. Right. So then he does more drugs. He goes to meet one of the elders in this weird room that's white with these black things painted on the wall and she tells him you know you've been cleared to sleep with um one of the townspeople i forget her name this redhead you've been like we were all agree with her. you're gonna go sleep with her and he's like what but he's high so this kind of sounds okay so he gets in this really weird uh dress which is a ceremonial thing i read online that it was based off some god of fertility so it's like they're kind of amping him up to sleep with this person um and Danny, meanwhile, is dancing in their May Day festival. Mm -hmm. And they do drugs, uh, again, before the festival. They hand tea to everybody, uh, like a lemonade. And you can see there's crushed bees in it, which I was such a nerd that when I was young, I read an archaeology magazine that said that some plants that bees pollinate off of, um, some of the plants are uh, psychedelic, so they will make you go crazy. So she is kind of tripping balls but dancing at the same time. And it is literally like a battle royale. So all these women have to dance around this Mayday pole. It is very beautiful. But the person that survives the longest is the Mayday Queen. And she is actually having a good time, even though she's she hot. Is. She's dancing with everybody. The women fall out. If they run out of salmon, they can't get back up. That shows them kind of whittling it down while it intercuts with her boyfriend, who has been tripping balls, walking through the thing. He finds one of the exchange students. And is um, the exchange student is flailed in this horrible ceremony. His lungs are outside his body on his back. Um, it looks like they're still moving, uh, but they stuff flowers in his eyes. It's visually, it's amazing. 
Um, but the flowers do appear to move, which I guess means, you know, he's really high. Yeah. Um, long story short, uh, he trips so much balls. He's in this special suit, and he ends up going to a barn. Uh, he hears moaning. There is naked women of every age behind the woman, uh, the young redhead that wants to sleep with him. Um, and they're moaning, and he has sex with her. He has sex with the redhead with all the women moaning in unison as they're having sex. Um, Danny is outside dancing, um, and um, she's having a good time, and she's down to the final. She wins. That's what it is. She wins. Yeah. Yeah. They crown her the Mayday Queen. They put a massive, massive uh, flower wreath on her head and said, you've won. She's actually happy. They carry her off. Um, and they go to do something. They say, well, you got to do, there's something you got to do before you're Mayday Queen. And she goes to where they've been sleeping. And um, she hears the moaning from the shed. And um, she wants to know what it is. And the, her handler says, well, that's not, that's not really for us. We, you, we shouldn't go in there. So she does. Because in a horror movie, you tell someone not to do something. She looks through the peephole. She looks through the peephole and sees that Christian is, um, he's, uh, he's going to town with the he redhead. He definitely She is. breaks down because obviously she loved Christian for some reason. Well, she, they've set up there in a relationship. So she loved him and uh, he's doing this and she feels betrayed. So she goes back to where they've been sleeping, the common room, and starts to cry, wail. And I actually do like this scene. They all, all yeah. the, the handmaidens and the women in the village, the young women grab her and they cry in unison. It's a really powerful scene. Uh, I, I did enjoy the part where she was going to, you know, she's like, what's that noise? And the girl from the commune goes, you don't want to go in there. Yeah, you it's don't. not for you. So, like, she was kind of looking out for her in a way. Like, right, yeah, no, you, don't need, you don't need to see that. You don't want to. Because she was happy, right? She got yeah. just got Queen the Mayday Festival. She's happy. She's excited about going on. They literally carry her away on a table, you know, so she's yeah. hoisted about everybody. It's like this beautiful ceremony. And they just know that's going to bring her pain. And I do like that scene where they all cry yeah. together. And I don't yeah. think it was for show. I really think it was like, okay, there's this public display of grief that is acceptable. You're yeah. crying. We're all crying. We're all crying together. We're all doing this together. Yep. And that was a really powerful scene. So after this uh, this amazing shot where they um, Christian wakes up, someone is looking directly into the camera, and they say, Christian, you can't move or speak, but you're here. And um, are you all right? Okay. Um, and then it shows that he's in a wheelchair and he's still in his white outfit. But whatever happened to him, uh, the drugs uh, did him bad. He's now kind of not doing well. And um, yeah, it ain't good. So he's in a wheelchair and the um, Danny is on the, the main dais for the village and she's covered in flowers, which looked amazing. That did look She good. literally can't stand up. She's got the hat on and she's covered in flowers. Uh, and the elder explains that there will be sacrifice, um, that the students will already... I, I get weird with the math here, but basically two people from the village have agreed to sacrifice themselves. The students that have come have already acted as sacrifice. Um, it is Danny's job now to decide who will be the other sacrifice. Someone volunteers, and of course Christian is available to be sacrificed, um, and she chooses Christian. Uh and then you're like, oh, my God. So there's this crazy scene where they're putting people in the barn. 
they put the dummies of the people that have been killed, uh, literally their skin, in, in a dummy, in a scarecrow, and set them in the corner of the barn. You go inside this church, like we described earlier, that was yellow. Uh, they go in there. It's a beautiful shot. Uh, there's hay all around them. They put the dummies in there. There's two people from town that have volunteered. They go in there and sit in the back, and then they bring Christian in. And right before this, we see them gutting a beer, a beer, a, a bear. They've killed the bear, and the townsperson tells them, tells these little boys that he's showing, you don't want to hit him in the intestines, you want to get this out. I think it has to do with the smell. Uh, I'm not a hunter, but I've talked to hunters. You have to be very careful when you remove the intestines because if you puncture it, it's gross. It's the smell of oh, everything, mm-hmm. just like our intestines are gross. Mm-hmm. So they, stu- they put Christian in the bear skin, and they put him in the middle. Now, he's not doing well. He's obviously paralyzed from whatever. He can't speak. He can't speak or scream or anything. And the other two men, someone comes up to them and says, take uh, oil of the fig or something. It will help you. Um, you know, With you won't. Pain. Yeah, you won't feel any pain and you, you know, it, it'll, it'll do nothing. Uh, or, you know, you won't feel anything. You'll burn. Um, so they give that to them in a little dropper. The guy leaves. They set the barn on fire. And everyone from the village stands outside and watch, watches everything burn. You focus on Christian's face as he burns, but obviously he doesn't react because he can't feel anything. Danny, they show a shot of her and she's smiling, which I guess people would think is sadistic, but I guess in a way I've read online, it's a read to say that she is kind of released from everything that's been happening. It's like the final thing that it's like she doesn't have to worry about this guy anymore that's treating her like shit. The old world is dead. She's going to be with these people. She's the Mayday Queen. It's like, finally, I'm done with all that. Um, there's an amazing scene at the end while everything's burning where I don't know if they lied to the people or the the liquid didn't work, but one man starts screaming because he can actually feel the pain. And the way they shoot it is they shoot it where one of the the people that is alive, that is a sacrifice, is looking at the other man. Is as he's looking at the other man, he sees uh, the man burn, and it kind of freaks him out. Um, and the guy can feel the pain and starts screaming. And then again, they focus on everybody outside wailing and throwing themselves on the ground as everybody burns, which again I think is another public display of grief, which I liked. Yeah. Um, the fact that it's okay to scream and say this is... And Everybody's I, in it together. And although there is show to it, I don't think it was just for show. It is all tradition to the fertility of the moment, the summer, the cleansing, you know, get all this out. We have to start a new way. Um, and then that is the end of the movie. That's, uh, you know, the... Um, it just shows her, um, yeah, basically with these people. Well, she's starting a new life, pretty mm-hmm. much. I did really enjoy the movie. I think... Initially, when I talked to you, I was a little bit more down on it. And like you said, you can't compare Hereditary and this movie because they are different movies. Um, but what I think, what I like about um, Hereditary was the mystery, I think. There was a lot I, more mystery. And I think with, with Midsummer, it is really you looking at a roller coaster going, yeah, I think I want to get on this roller coaster. Because the moment things start happening... You just know it's inevitable. And maybe it's the language of a horror movie. You know that when people go somewhere that's secluded, people are going to die. You know that, you know, the way they use imagery of a ritual and they say, oh, this is a festival that's going to be very special. Mm -hmm. It happened, this festival happens every year, but this particular year, this only happens once every 95 years or whatever. Mm -hmm. So right then, you know, some people are going to get off. And just the way it's shot, you just it's so foreboding when they come out of the woods and they see that big arch of the sun. You're like, well, yeah, that's... You know, and then, of course, the guy being such a fool of ignoring everything around him and sleeping during the sacrifice. Um, 
It was shocking to see those people jump off the rock. I'm surprised he slept through it, to be honest. Yeah, because didn't he say something right before? He's like, oh, I'm going to go take a nap or something. Like, yeah. Yeah, because he's an idiot, you know? Yeah. Hey, we're going to do this thing we haven't done in a year, or you know, and we're not probably going to do for a long time. And he's like, yeah, I, I can pass. Mm-hmm. So again, I think that scene would be silly in another movie where somebody says, hey, you want to go see something? And he goes, yeah. But I think it works in this movie because he is a complete... Oh, yeah, because most of us would be like, no. No, I'm not doing that. No. Nope. I'm not going over there. Nope. That person's weird. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it is a different experience. And I, like you said yeah. in the beginning of this, I enjoy that it was in the sunlight. Yeah. Because you don't see that a lot. Because that makes everything heightened, like more, you know, more scary. Right. And and it is unnerving because you always think, well, you know, there's always tomorrow. But like in the daylight, it's like, no, it's happening right now. Yeah, it's right now. Yeah, you can't, you mm-hmm. can't escape. You know, night is bad. Um, yeah. Exactly. So it was good. We And, and again... Although there's some shots are mimicked from Hereditary, I do think just the public, I like the public display of grief, I think, more. Yeah. Just yeah. because it does seem like that would be something that you'd be willing to do, it would be a public display of it's grief. Not, so. You're not alone. Right, you're everybody not alone. Everybody shares that with and everybody, you. Right, and everybody shares that feeling. And, yeah. and, I, and I believe even though, yes, they are a cult and they're a commune, they are earnest in that belief. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Um, I think that's it. I think that's right. so you liked it i liked it yeah i enjoyed it uh it definitely made an impression on me yeah we just were like geez man that was crazy yeah, yeah, um, was... yeah. so again guys um thanks for listening uh this podcast will hit uh my website www.gamewithgroove.com uh monday morning at 7 a.m um and if you like that go there leave me a comment let me know what you think of the show or go to itunes go there look for the gaming with grief podcast with joseph carlson uh look for me there um, you know, subscribe, like, all that kind of stuff. Um, also, go to gwgpodfellows uh, at gmail.com. Drop me a line. Uh, drop me an email. Let me know what you think of the show. And uh, you know what, guys? I'll see you next week. See ya.